Welcome back to Mishnah Yomi. Let us continue learning Mishnah's Meister Shani Perak Bay's Mishnah Dalit and Mishnah Hay. Yesterday we were discussing fenugreek, how fenugreek has certain kulas with regards to true and certain chumras, certain stringencies with regards to Meister Shani. And we noted then, as we note now, as our mission is going to discuss, that vetch is the same. Tarshini Meister Shani Yechlut Just as by fenugreek, so too by vetch, it can only be consumed as Meister Shani. Excuse me. When it is young and still moist, once it gets ripened, then it is hard. It hardens. It can only be suitable. It's only suitable for animal food. Whereas if it's truma, we're allowed to feed it to animals. Ma'aser it cannot. And and this is very key because this is actually going to be the linchpin for understanding what exactly is the status of vetch. And here's the secret: vetch is not actually subject to ma'aser It's only dirabanan. How do I know that? Well. Because let's do quick do a quick chazara. The halacha is once I take my produce, which is meiser sheni, and bring it to Yerushalayim, there is the concept of mechitzas klotos. The walls of Yerushalayim take hold, and that once the food enters Yerushalayim, it's not allowed to leave the walls of Yerushalayim. And if it does so, you're over a lav. It is a prohibition. That being the case, vetch. If I bring it into Yerushalayim, I'm allowed to, it's allowed to leave Yerushalayim. Why is that true? Because it's really only the Rabbanon. Nitmu, what happens if it becomes Tameh? Rav Tarifon Omer says, Rav Tarifon, So Rav Tarifon says as follows, that there's a problem. One is not allowed to redeem food with the intention of using it as animal feed. Therefore, this vetch, if you were to redeem it, if it becomes Tameh, it's going to be used as animal feed. You have a problem, so what should you do? Split it up, divide it into very small portions, mix it into larger portions, larger dough, and then it'll be nullified. Now, if you ask me one minute, excuse me, how are you allowed to do that? So I can give you two answers. One answer is, well, one minute. What lichatchila? Isser lichatchila. Is tameh isser? Are we, are we mixing two concepts? Tameh is not isser. Is there an isser to be tameh? Can I ask you that question? Is there an isser to be tameh? There's no isser to be tameh. Tummy is a status. Being impure is a status. Being impure precludes you from doing certain things. But there's no iser, there's no prohibition to be tummy unless you're coin. So one can make an argument that there's no prohibition to make something tummy. So there's no aim It's not a problem of being of intentionally nullifying something because it's not an iser. It's not an iser. Alternatively, no, maybe there is a problem here of aim but the chazal waived that prohibition. This is on the assumption that's only a Durabana, not the Raisa, which we've noted in the previously that the Ravid thinks so, based on the Gemara and Chulin, that we, we, we waived that because of trying to get around the problem of having this vetch, which is Tameh. However, Chacham Omrim Yiftu. Chacham say, no, the vetch may be redeemed. Now, one minute. Didn't we just say a minute ago one is not allowed to redeem food with the intention of using it as animal feed? And the answer is going to be, yeah, I can't redeem food with the intention of using it as animal feed, but I can, I can redeem animal food with the intention of using it for animals. I just can't redeem, redeem human food for animals. Moving on, Vishal Truma. What about Vetch of Truma? How do I treat it? Vishami Omrim, Shorim Vesofim Tahora. When you soak it, you would soak it in order to make it more, um, to uh, make it soften it so that you can, um, you can use it to eat it. Or when you rub it on your skin, you have to do so in a state of purity, as you have to wash your hands before doing so, just as you do for ordinary Truma. Umachlin Batuma, but you can feed it to your animals in Tuma. And the reason you do so is although we say that the, that the vetch doesn't have the normal stringency, the normal humors of Truma, we don't want people to think that a non-Kohen can eat this, so that, therefore the person, the Kohen, has to treat this with regular sanctity of, of it being Tahar. 
and not Tame. With Hill Armor, no, Stormadar, the only thing you have to do with it to treat it with Sanctity is when you were to soak it, because that's when you are, as we noted in the previous Mishnah, you are, be, uh, you are being machshurit, you're preparing it to Mikabal Tuma to be susceptible to get Tame. Vishofen umachum Tame, but you can feed it to animals and you can rub it on your skin, Bituma. Shami Omrims, another opinion of Shami, just a quick note. What's the difference between the, this opinion and the previous opinion in terms of who's saying it? The previous opinion is Beis Shammai, the house of Shammai. This is Shammai. What does that mean? So just, although Beis Shammai's Hillock often argue, in fact, the two most, perhaps the two most frequent interlockers in the Talmud are Beis Shammai Beis Hillel, Rabbi Beis Shammai Hillel, that's Beis Shammai, the house of Shammai, the house of Hill, the congregation of Shammai, the congregation of Hill, the Beis Medjish of Shammai, the Beis Medjish of Hill, but Shammai and Hill themselves, they had far frequent, less frequent, far more infrequent uh, arguments. Shammai Omer, though here is one of them, uh, when a person who's handling vetch with unwashed hands, Yaflitzara, a person who wants to handle vetch and they don't want to wash their hands, they have to make sure that it is that it, their hands are dry. A third opinion, Rabbi Akiva comes along and he says, Kol you can do everything with your tumme, we're not concerned at all, there is no decree when it comes to vetch. Okay, shifting gears, Mishnah, hey. Mos chul umos maishasheni shinis bozru. A person has Meiser Shani coins, right? Let's do a quick Chazar. What happens here? You have your Meiser Shani, your produce of Meiser Shani. Let's say you have grapes that are Meiser Shani, and you know these grapes are not going to make it to Yerushalayim. So what do you do? You are poto those grapes, you redeem those grapes onto coins. Now you transfer the sanctity of the grapes onto the coins. Now the coins have the sanctity, the, and the grapes go to become regular chulin. You bring those coins to Jerusalem. In Jerusalem, you buy produce, and you eat them there. These coins have sanctity. Whilst they have sanctity, what happens? They get mixed up with regular chulin coins, and you don't know which are which. What should you do? You walk outside. I don't know. You have a three-year-old like I do, and he, and he takes all your coins, and he mixes them. You walk into your living room, and it'll sprawl across your carpet are chulin coins and maizashani coins. So what you do, whatever coins you encounter first, you pick up first, those are maizashani. Until you finish counting the number of coins, that belong to Meister Shani Vashar Hulin. So let's say you had two, you have two hundred coins sitting in front of you, and you know a hundred of those coins are Hulin, a hundred of those coins are Meister Shani, and there's no way to discern to know which ones were from the original batch. So then, what you do is the first hundred coins you pick up one at a time. Each one you say, "This is Meister Shani, this is Meister Shani," until you complete and have a hundred coins. Those now are the Meister Shani coins, and the rest are Hulin. However, in Bolo Vachopin, what if it's a pile? And therefore, when you stick your hand in the pile, you pull out a handful. So you can't say, therefore, what you can't say that the first handful you pull out, those are my sashani. Rather, what you say is, you proportion it out. That if you know, let's say you had one-third of this pile is my sashani, so then you say one-third of what I pull out here is my sashani. The difference between the two cases are is probability, uh, and that is as follows. It all comes down to probability. That If I encounter one coin, if I'm looking at one coin, I can say it's very possible this coin is my sashani. And therefore, because it's possible this coin is my sashani, I'm going to treat this coin as my sashani. And I do that with the first coin. I do that with the second coin. I do that with the third coin. Each coin, I, until I hit my 100 coins, I say, this is my sashani. This is very possibly my sashani. This is very possibly my sashani. However, when I take a fistful out, I can't say that anymore. Once I'm holding a bunch of coins in my hand, it's very possible it's a mixture. And therefore, once it's a mixture, I can't say, this fistful is all my sashani with that, that sort of confidence. So I have to do it with the cheshbon. Zeklal, as the mission is going to sum up, when you pick them up one by one, I can assume each one, I can make the assumption, each one I pick up, very possibly, this is my Shashani. When you pick them up a bunch at a time, then it is done, according to the proportion. I wish you all a wonderful day.